Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. Today is Monday, November 28th, 2022. This is edition number 40 of season 6 of the Morning Devotional in which we will now complete our journey through uh, the book of Exodus. This is the final edition of season 6, the final edition of the book of Exodus, beginning with tomorrow's uh, devotional. We will uh, begin looking uh, at the book of Joshua. My intention is to simply go through it one chapter at a time. There will be sections in which I will combine a number of chapters, uh, but I will alert you to that as we get closer to those times. Uh, but generally speaking, we will carry on the way we've been doing both Genesis and Exodus. We will do with Joshua. We'll take a chapter at a time, look at some of the salient uh, items in the chapter, and then extract from it some applications that you can carry with you into the day, uh, and Lord willing, uh, it'll be used of the Spirit of God to help you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. As I said, today we come to Exodus chapter 40. Let's pray first, and then we'll consider this chapter together. Our God in heaven, as we come now to this final chapter in this glorious book that we have been looking at for the um, last um, <clears throat> number of weeks, we pray that you would illumine our minds and our hearts to these truths, to these things that you have given to us, that you might help us, that we might continue to understand the things that you have given to us in your word. We pray that we would uh, be grateful and thankful for the way in which your word does light our path and gives us instruction for the Christian life. May we see something of your glory in this chapter. May we see something of your beauty. And may you guide us now, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, we come to Exodus chapter 40. We have considered in great detail, um, at least in the reading of God's Word, we've considered in great detail the very various and sundry instructions for the different parts of the tabernacle, how these things all point us to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have seen the construction of the various furniture, both within the tabernacle proper and the holy place, the most holy place. And we have also taken note of the things that are given to us in those items that are outside the tabernacle itself. But today we come to uh, really a logical chapter, one that makes perfect sense in its purpose to the tabernacle, and that is, of course, for the glory of God to dwell within the tabernacle, that the glory of God might dwell in the very midst of the people of God. And so we're going to see here in this chapter two main issues. We're going to first see the tabernacle assembled, and then we'll see the glory of the Lord descend upon it at its completion of its assembly. Jehovah gives the instruction of Moses in the um, first eight verses, the when and the hows to assemble the tabernacle. He tells him, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, on the first day of the first month, you shall erect the tabernacle of the tent of meeting, and you shall put in it the ark of the testimony, and you shall screen the ark with the veil. Now, it's not unsurprising that the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Testimony, is the first item that goes into the tabernacle. And as you know now, that was the only piece of furniture that resided in the most holy place. It's there, it's, it's, um, it's establishing the foundation by which God's glory will come and descend at the end of the chapter and speak to Moses face to face there <clears throat> in that place. <clears throat> and so we have the whens and the hows of, 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 um, of establishing and building, erecting the tabernacle given to us in verses 2 through 8. In verses 9 through 15, um, we, we see um, the various items uh, anointed with oil, the tabernacle itself and all that is in it. 
so that they might be consecrated and they might become holy unto the Lord. Now, this consecration is done um, by the priests uh, 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 the, of the tribe of Levi. Um, they are to come and they are to, to consecrate these items and set them apart for their purpose and, and their use as, an, uh, as items of worship to be used before, the, before uh, God himself. And then verses 16 through 33, we see how it is accomplished. Moses does exactly what he is told. This Moses did according to all that the Lord commanded him, so he did. And then we have the retelling of the events that, uh, give, that are given to us as to following those instructions that God gave him. Again, we note the, the, um, the obedience of the servant of the Lord to do precisely what God has said. And that's, of course, by way of application, a reminder to all of us that we are to be obedient to the God of heaven. We are not to change his laws or his rules, his commands to suit our own purposes. We are to be faithful and obedient to all that God has told us. But the climax of the entire book shows up at the very end of the book itself, beginning with verses, beginning with verse 34. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up over, from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. And so the tabernacle is complete. It is established, it is assembled, it is placed in the exact location in the midst of the camp of the people of God, and God descends to dwell with His people. He, uh, he condescends to the needs of sinners that He might be near His people and draw them to Himself. There must have been some sight on that day to see the glory and the majesty of God uh, dwelling in this place. And in much the same way, and in fact, in fulfillment of this very picture that's given to us at the end of Exodus, we have another descending work of the triune God. That is, of course, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He who was in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he who took to himself flesh, who dwelt among his people, according to John chapter 1. Literally, he tabernacled with sinners. He came, he descended from his place of glory, that he might walk with sinners, that he might serve sinners. And indeed, this is a picture, this event that happens at the end of Exodus is a picture of that which is to come in fulfillment and fullness. That he who is God, the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, who came to dwell with sinners, to dwell in their midst, to walk with them, to serve them, to give his life for them. He accomplishes all that the tabernacle and all of its sundry instructions, all of its detail, he is the one who came to fulfill all that those things pointed to, that he might dwell with sinners, that he might dwell in their midst. And so we have a Savior who has walked with us. We have a Savior that has walked like us, who was tempted in all ways that we are tempted, yet without sin, 
who can empathize with our weakness and sympathize with our sufferings, who knows what it is like. He, the God of heaven, came to our lowly estate, His glory there dwelling amidst the people that He came to rescue. Well, I trust these times through the book of Exodus have been helpful. I I realize that uh, we have skimmed much of the material in the various chapters. It's just the nature of the devotional. It's not meant to be an in-depth study by any means, but I trust the Lord has used it in your walk with Him in some capacity, and perhaps it's encouraged you to do further study in the book of Exodus. It's a glorious book. It's one that we should drink deeply from, and we should study uh, well uh, as it reflects, as it points us forward uh, to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is to come yet as from the perspective of the book of Exodus, but as those who have benefited from having the New Testament in our hands, we can see very clearly, we can see the fulfillment that Christ performs of all the things that were foreshadowed here in this book, this book of redemption, this book of deliverance, the book of God dwelling with His people, revealing Himself, showing Himself, and taking care of those He came to rescue. Well, I trust these times have been helpful for you. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so, as I've indicated already, the Tuesday edition will be, uh, will be episode number one of season seven of the Morning Devotional. We'll begin to look at the book of Joshua. I'll begin by giving just a thumbnail sketch of the book itself. And then we will launch right into chapter one and glean some uh, salient truths and applications from it, Lord willing. And so until tomorrow, when we begin a new book of God's Word, may the Lord help you today. May you walk in His ways, do all that He has commanded you. God bless.